<clears throat> Hello, this is Leonard Angelo. Uh, this is December 9th. Uh, I am still pretty tired, but I'm going to make an attempt to do another recording. Uh, part of my December journaling exercise to try and clean house. Uh, Literally and emotionally and uh, all of this. Okay. I uh, Recently I've had uh, a couple of, uh, uh, I don't know, pieces, nuggets of wisdom uh, passed along to me just when I needed to hear them. And I wanted to give credit to the people who did that for me. And I appreciate it uh, to both of them. One of them is uh, Jesse Kaufman from uh, the Lean Into Art, Art Sound Off Challenge one of the participants, uh, active participant, and he's been, uh, I don't have a lot of people on social media that I, uh, interact with regularly, but he's, he's a, a very introspective, um, intelligent and, uh, emotionally centered, it seems, kind of guy, and I have appreciated his, uh, art sound offs and, uh, his, uh, I don't know, did, the interaction that I've had with him has been has been uh, useful and helpful, and, and I have appreciated knowing what little I know of him. He's uh, uh, been on the Lean Into Art podcast, and uh, wish I could remember the number. It's a recent one. Uh, okay, I'm gonna try to make sense. Uh, what he said is in response to one of the the, the audio journals I put out was about uh, being humiliated and embarrassed. And wishing that I had uh, a sense of indifference about it all. Uh, and one of the points that he raised sort of comes up right in line with someone else's comment to me. Which So let me see if I can make sense of this. Jesse was basically saying that indifference is not a great response to criticism either. And I don't know if... He's talking specifically about criticism, I think. And I might be expanding that idea so general that it's too big. Uh, but I want to have an indifference toward fear, I think. And uh, specifically fear of, of losing face or of uh, finding myself in a situation where I am both uncomfortable and feeling small, perhaps. Uh, and that usually happens when there's a criticism. And his point was that when you receive a criticism, and sorry, Jesse, if I don't get this right, but this is what it means to me, I think, and that's, I'll have to continue to percolate on it when I'm, uh, when I've had more rest and am feeling better. But uh, I, his point, I think, was that uh, receiving criticism is an important part of interacting with other people and other people's, and and sort of a, 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 Again, I'm sorry, this is how I'm reinterpreting. A sign of respect, sort of, is to uh, take and receive criticism and and consider the other person's point of view when you do so. Uh, To be willing to hear not only something that that may, uh, I don't know, hurt you, unintentionally, usually, when criticism comes. It doesn't always be, it's not always hurtful or intended to be hurtful. But also understand what the, where the perspective is coming from, who the, what the person is trying to say to you from their point of view. 
I think that's one of the points you were trying to make. And this resonates with me, and I think I got a little clarity on this recently because of something another person said to me around the same time. So there may be other less. I'm going to go back and listen to what he, his post again so that when, I, when I'm less tired and make sure that I understand. But I think that's an important point because uh, when you receive, I don't know, feedback, I'll just call it feedback instead of criticism. When I take an indifferent attitude toward criticism, uh, sort of go numb about it because I'm afraid it'll make me feel bad. You're not being receptive. You're a closed uh, circuit. No, you're a closed system. I don't know. You, you, you're, you're deaf ears. Uh, and you can't learn or grow from that. And you can't understand the other person from that. And you can't uh, be present in a moment with that. So all of those things are sort of counterproductive to, I don't know, the making process, the creative process that involves others. Every creation has an audience. Every audience has an opinion. Uh, and every opinion is valid because it comes from a person's point of view. Right? And every person is valid. Therefore... To be indifferent to someone's opinion is to be indifferent to them, in a way. Uh, and that is uh, both selfish and, I don't know, egotistical. And, and, and uh, it's, it's just not very, it's not a very good way to live your life. So my striving for indifference with criticism or humiliation... Humiliation is a different animal, I think, because it has more to do with me than, than, than the, the, the situation, really. Uh, but maybe, maybe not all criticism has to be humiliation, is, the, is really what I should be thinking of. And, and so, I don't know, thanks, Jesse, for that lesson, or for that insight. Another thing he said his father would say, which is, have a thick skin and a soft heart beautiful that is a beautiful sentiment I I love it I've never heard it but I love it thick skin soft heart and for okay that probably means different things to different people but for me I think I think maybe what you were saying is it means that you you receive things with a concern for the person that's that's giving you the feedback uh First and foremost, you know, accept the, accept the place they're at. Uh, and I guess when you work with, with kids or when you work with people with, with problems uh, in a social work sort of capacity, you've got to be like that. You have to understand that not everything that comes at you is... Uh, uh, it's more about the other person than it is about you, I guess. I don't have that. I'm not. I'm not in that space. But it is something that I encounter at work because, uh, you know, I work and have worked for years as a designer and, a, and occasionally an illustrator. And this is this is a different uh, sort of scenario with a freelance client because you work with them. In in a ways, it's more extreme because their needs are are great. Freelance clients' needs are very specific usually and very great 
and a, a corporate gig is sort of like, well, there's a lot of layers of, of management and all that, and a lot of opinions coming at you at once. Not all of them are priority. Uh, what was my point? There are times when I hear a, a feedback that, that uh, it makes me bristle. It makes me bristle because I made a decision that I thought was right from my point of view. Uh, my perspective as a, as a trained creative with years of experience and whatever, 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 right? I got this, I got a superiority complex of sorts. And even though I know it's there and I try to counter it when it happens, when I receive a certain kind of feedback on something that I think is dumb, and that will happen a lot, and I don't know, it's not fair for me to call it dumb, but that's how it is. You know, when you have an opinion, a strong opinion about how things should look, and somebody says, I'd like to see that purple and frilly. And you go, yeah, but this is a, I don't know, this is a dump truck advertisement. Uh, or vice versa. I get a lot of feedback like, we don't know if boys will respond to the color, I don't know, magenta. We don't know if boys will respond favorably. And it is a valid feedback, but it's also dumb. Anyway. Uh, when I hear things, things of any kind, of any uh, sort of uh, adjust this, change this, we don't like this, uh, I, I do bristle and I get, I get a sense of, uh, I don't know, I feel, I feel like I know better. But what I'm not hearing is that the person that I'm working for also knows better. There's a reason they're the boss. And whether or not they're right, in the situation where they're your boss, they're right. And in the situation where you're being hired by a client, they're right. Um, and the other thing, okay, so this goes, this is connects Jesse's thought, or what I, uh, what I interpret from Jesse's thoughts, to a friend of mine. The other day when I went to the college with a friend of mine to see an artist lecture, she, well, we were talking a little bit afterward uh, about the work that we were doing and I was telling her that I was struggling with this freelance project that I felt like it was behind schedule and I was disappointing the client in terms of delivering on time and and that the level of detail that was in it was more than I had anticipated and maybe more than the client understood and she just broke it all down and said to me well uh, you know your job is to deliver on time and what you're doing right now is putting a lot of your personal needs into the project. Because like I said before, whenever, whenever I get a new project, I feel like I got something to prove to myself. And sometimes I spin that like I'm, I got something to prove to the world. But it's not true, is it? I got something to prove to me. So every time I get a new project, it's got to be excellent. It's got to be better than the last. It's got to have more, bigger, better, more. And that don't always fit the client's needs. And this is what she's saying to me. I'm not considering the client. I'm thinking about what I want to get out of this piece, not what the client needs from me. And that in that way, she didn't put it like this, but in that way, you know, I'm throwing my own shit into the, on the, I'm dealing with my own shit on the client's dollar, on the client's time. 
when she said that to me, I also bristled. Not because she's wrong, because I got defensive. Now, I didn't say anything. I'm real good at not saying anything when I get defensive. It's one thing that I am proud of. That is a skill that you got to learn. If you got shit going on in your head and you got emotional problems, keep it to yourself until it's appropriate. Because most of the time, people don't want to hear it. And especially when they're paying you, they definitely don't want to hear it. So I kept it to myself. But I've been stewing about that for a long time. And I'm not mad at her, of course. She's right. She's right. And she's always kind. The way she said it was kind. The way I'm interpreting it is not. Because it's true. It's, it points a big finger in my process, in my, my way of thinking about being hired and being an employee. It's not about me. It's not about me. So the fact that I'm taking too long on this freelance project because I, I decided I needed a lot of detail. I decided that I had to be a perfectionist. The client didn't ask me to be a perfectionist. And her point was, in most cases, they're not going to know the difference. Now, yes, of course you put pride in your work. And here's where you, where you walk a dangerous tightrope line. Because I don't... There is a real fine line between... I got to do my absolute best for this client, for this project, and I got something to prove to myself with this project that somebody's paying me for. These are fine line, and for me anyway, I, I often am blurring that line. Uh, so the point is not to do crappy work so you can get it done, but you do have to evaluate how much time you have, how much you're being paid, and how, what the client expects from you before you start putting extra into a project because my extra is taking away from from what they need from their deliverable so how do I connect this with with what I think I understand about Jesse's point well first of all my friend gave me criticism that I did not want to hear uh, and it embarrassed me I felt, I felt immediately embarrassed. I felt ashamed. Uh, and I, I got to now judge whether or not that criticism is appropriate for the situation. I judged it immediately. I know that, I, that it is because I got defensive. And when you get defensive, the other person's probably right. Uh, and then I have to accept that in the spirit in which it was delivered. And, and I think that person, my friend, was a friend. She was being a friend, a real friend with honest feelings and something to say to me that would, that's supposed to help, that's meaningful and, and is, is necessary. So, uh, so there's that. So receiving that bit of feedback from her about what I'm doing is one level. There's a second level because a lot of what Jesse was saying was when you are uh, working with someone else who's in a position to give you feedback of any kind, you gotta hear you got to hear what they're saying from their point of view and understand their needs. And this is what I was not doing for my client because I'm putting my needs first. Boy, and there's a lot of other levels in that. There's a lot, of, there's a lot to this uh, topic and this particular scenario and this uh, feedback that I received from two people who are completely unrelated but are basically giving a message to me that I can, that I can have. You know, sometimes you get a message from the universe that's... Uh, from different places. And, you know, maybe it's off topic. Like, maybe that's not what either one of them 
actually intended to say. But it was the right thing at the right time, and, and I'm going to get a bit of wisdom from it. And maybe, like a flower, like a hibiscus flower, it will continue to open up, and there will be more and more depth in that. Uh, so uh, I I want to thank both Nancy and Jesse for... for uh, maybe unintentionally providing me with something that I need to hear right now and uh and maybe later as well yeah i think i i'm appreciative so uh but i'm processing and i'm i'm still not feeling good about where that where that feedback puts me but uh it is it is enlightenment and and at least this is something I said about I wanted to do in January is be receptive. Because a lot of the world right now is not receptive to hearing. Uh, and a lot of the world is being myopic. So I, I'm as guilty as anybody of that. And so I am happy to be uncomfortable with this idea about myself at the moment. I'm happy to be uncomfortable about it. Because... That's what December's for. It's for uh, for culling. Well, my December anyway. Uh, okay, so I, I uh, anyway, much appreciation to Jesse and Nancy, and uh, thank you for uh, Nancy. Please don't listen to this. And thank you for uh, uh, you know. Thank you for being a friend. Travel that. De- uh, no. Okay, that was excellent. I should I, I should end every one of these with the Golden Girls theme song. Uh, okay, uh, this is Landon Angelo. This is uh, December 9th. 